0: Welcome to the Gem Revealed Podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship?
1: All right, good afternoon, listeners. I'm so incredibly privileged to be here again today. And thank you for stopping by to hear another episode of our Gem Revealed Self Mastery to Soulmate weekly podcast. And uh, every week, I do my very best to bring a guest who I think is going to add so much value. To our listeners, that you're gonna walk away and feel captivated and have learned something really extraordinary. And so today, I think I've outdone myself. Every week, I feel like I say, I have a new friend, but I really wanna share the journey before I actually introduce this person. You know, I am doing my best to make sure that I elevate my learning, my knowledge. So I'm always looking to who could be my role model who could be somebody that I could learn from so I'm not constantly reinventing the wheel and there's already so many incredible people out there. So I did nothing more than to you know, work my magic, Google away and I did eeny, meeny, miny, mo. There was no rhyme or reason to what I did and I had landed on a few incredible people. And then this one person I happened to land on and I'm gonna let her share a little bit more about herself but I just happened to find the diamond in all of the rough. I am so privileged an honor to have met this person because she is just a standout woman in this industry and in life in and of itself. And you know she's standout when she's opening her heart, opening her mind, opening her business, opening up everything and saying, how do I help you become the best version of yourself in your journey in Gem Revealed? So without further ado, what I'm going to do is introduce Arlene Vasquez-Washburn. So incredibly privileged to have you today. How
2: are you? Oh, my God, I'm doing great. And what an incredible introduction. Thank you so much. I, You know, the feeling is mutual. I've been so impressed by you and I got to see some of your previous interviews and you're amazing. So I'm so glad that we Thank connected.
1: You. That means a lot coming from you. I have to tell you, you know, from wow. where you've been and what you've done, uh, hearing that is, is special. Thanks. I appreciate Thank you it so much yeah yeah so what I would love to do um, with all your genius uh, what I was hoping to achieve today is that you uh, you've been in this field of matchmaking personal development you've had an extraordinary career background and by the way everybody her her verbiage alone you'll know just by the way she articulates that she's had a really successful career but now also really a standout and stellar person in the whole world of, of love romance matchmaking dating coaching and so on and so forth so I'm hoping that you you could maybe share a story, share something for our listeners um, so they can really learn something that gem from you. What's the gift that you have for our listeners today?
2: So it's, it's an interesting question, and I, I really appreciate it. Um, I had my own struggles. I think a lot of people go into fields that they, that they struggle with, that they want to learn, and they start learning about it for themselves. And then once they crack the code, they're like, OK, this is really something. And I really, that's what happened with me. Um, So after going through divorce, after 17 years, I started to seek information and then started getting certifications. And before I knew it, I had started a matchmaking uh, business after 20 years in the pharmaceutical industry. So um, it it was just incredible shifts because aside from starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur, um, also just learning so much about love and relationships and what makes it work, what doesn't. Um, so, and, and the science behind it, because, you know, we grow up hearing a lot of anecdotal information from parents and the like, and then when you start to learn about the science and the research, and of course, coming from the pharmaceutical industry, everything for me was science-based, research-based, I felt that I can translate that into this industry. And that's exactly what I've done, uh, since 2012, when I started my business, AV Connections, Um, I started out primarily as a coach and then started getting into the matchmaking, uh, did very, very well in the industry and became very well known. At one point, I took a sabbatical and I ran the only state licensed school in, in the country for matchmaking and traveled all over the world, Asia, Europe, and all these different places, teaching other people how to do matchmaking. But my personal mission in life is to help individuals have a happy and healthy relationship with themselves and their significant other. And in that order, because really, and you know, this better than I do, this is what it takes. If you have a great relationship with yourself and you have, you know, back to your self mastery and all that good stuff, then having someone in your life is so much easier. Um, And so I have several stories, but there's one story I always like to talk about, which is a uh, client that I had who was a coaching client a, a female? She's an MD. And MD, you said medical. Okay. Yeah, she's a she's a functional uh, medicine expert, uh, pretty well renowned, published author, uh, pretty high up in her in her industry, and so she came to me with you know seeking a partner and. At that point, I was representing myself more as a matchmaker, even though there was always the underlying coaching, as you know, is such a key component to successfully matching people. And um, at one point, I I got a client, a gentleman who was a matchmaking client. And I thought, oh, my God, these two are perfect. And the reason for that is I spent such a a significant amount of time talking to people about very in-depth um, stories about their lives, where they came from, what they're looking for, et cetera. And so I knew this was the one and he was slightly younger. And I remember my employees at the time were saying, oh, no way. No, these two are not a match. You know, he's younger and this and that. And I was like, trust me, I got to know this gentleman and I've gotten to know her. And so I put them together. They, we set up a date because in our industry, as you know, we have concierge services. So people, when they hire us, We managed their schedule. We're able to then put the um, the date, you know, the reservation together before COVID, of course. And uh, so they met. And after this meeting, he was smitten. She, of course, did not want to go on a second date with. him. Oh, no. (laughs) And, you know, this is where. Uh, You know, not just women, everyone, but women sometimes have blind spots. And this is what keeps us from moving forward. Even when we have a great match in front of us, we don't see that because we start to nitpick at other things that are less significant in terms of what the core values are between two people to be successful in a relationship. And so fortunately, she was a coaching client. So I was able to coach her into going on to a second date. Nice. uh, and lo and behold, after that second date, she decided, okay, I'm going to give this guy a shot. Maybe what Arlene said was true. And, uh, nine months into the relationship, I get a phone call and she said, Arlene, we just got engaged. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's and awesome.
2: He got married for the first time at the age of 60.
1: That's <laughs> a good story. It's a very good story. I'm giggling to myself because, um, I, I'm working with a client who we, their first date is actually today and they haven't met yet. So we were working through and talking about the same things. Cause this person is, you know, I know how she is and like, you gotta look past some of the surface stuff and make sure we're looking at core values. So really I, just what a great story. Yours really does bring it right to the happy ending. That's awesome. Really. Yeah,
2: I, I got to go to that wedding and I tell you what, even at the age of 60, she looked like a 20 something year old, you know, bright eyed, beautiful bride. I mean, it was just incredible. And I stay connected to my clients. We're like family because it's such an important and such a personal aspect to someone's life. And really 90% of the happiness or the sadness that you're going to have in life is usually attributable to your relationship. So this is such a key area. Um, and so, you know, I just always stay connected and they still are very happily married. And I think it's been about six years or seven years that when, you know, when they got married. So I, I love that story. I always talk about it. And I specifically talk about that when I have other stories as well. But I think people get to a point uh, where they give up. And if you give up on love, and you have that kind of mindset, you're not going to find it. And you're not going to attract it, I should say, because I don't think I don't really believe in finding it. I feel, I feel like you have to attract it. And that is something that you attract through your own you know, energetic being, if you are down and out and down on yourself, those are the kind of people you're going to attract. If you're at a high vibration and, and good spirits and really open and, and happy and willing and, you know, open heart, then that's what you're going to attract. So I'm a firm believer of the mindset in terms of how uh, people start
1: their journey to find love. And, you know, it worked. I'm dying to get to the nitty gritty on this because I think if I'm correct, this has to be broken down, smashed up and given to bite-sized pieces. What you just said, because the story is profound because you and I are in it every day. And because I'm having these conversations every day, sometimes, I'm, you know, we're so close. We don't see We don't see it from a client perspective because I just had this conversation literally an hour ago. I want to break it down a little bit. So, I know that I would have examples, but I think people, yeah, I'd want to hear you say it. Break down what was it that she was looking at at the first date? And what I mean by that is like, did she not like his haircut or, you know, did he show up with like some goofy shirt and pants that were too short, what was it that, that turned her off, but then suddenly the flame was just burning after maybe second, third or fourth time. It's critical to, to, to slice and dice this because it might go over somebody's head. So I really want to get that, that, you know, nitty gritty.
2: So regarding your question, when I ask my clients to go on a first date with an open heart and an open mind, that means that you're not walking into that date looking for red flags and looking to criticize because everyone, you have to cut everyone a break. Most people are terrible first daters, you know, Um, they're nervous. Exactly. And, and even for ourselves. So we're, we're looking at others with a critical eye, but then we also are going to be scrutinized as well. And I feel like if people can just let that go out the window, at least for the first date that in and of itself will then become okay, I'm very curious and let me ask questions. Let me listen and, you know, or even just have, build rapport and have a good time. Not everything has to be an interview, especially on a first date. The first date is really more about building rapport and also um, the chemistry, right? And chemistry can mean so many things, but like even some people are very attuned to their sense of smell, right? So when you meet someone for the first time and maybe you kiss hello on the cheek, you can kind of get a glimpse of their scent and whether you're mentally attuned to that or not, it actually is a thing, right? We're animals. And so you can tell by the scent, whether or not you're going to be attracted to someone. I mean, that's true. That's a whole other conversation, right? That's another podcast. (laughs) Exactly. We'll talk about the primal and all that, you know, uh, chemical stuff that goes into it. But then the other part of it is, If you show up to a first date and you meet someone and you're immediately attracted and you just want to you almost want to audition for that person, then you don't have the full experience of that date. You don't you know, because you're auditioning, you're putting on an act, you just want to be liked. And so I think those two things are real primary things
1: that people do that get in the way of really getting to know someone. I love how you said um, auditioning and it's an act like I've never heard that and I am absolutely going to use it. I'll give you credit. But that that's going into my tool belt, my verbiage from this point forward. I love that. I love it. And, um, you know, to even get more granular. So like very specific. And I love what you gave already. Like how important is it to get past the surface to really understand because there's nerves, because we're anxious, because everybody is in somewhat of their, their, you know, best face. And we're all auditioning, no matter how, no matter, we're all showing up like that. We're all showing up on our best, in our best self, you know? So how important is it to really make sure that that, that second chance is in there to really uncover the real core values? Unless of course that you are you know, really taken back from a connection standpoint from a physical attraction. You know, I think that, you know, there is something to say for that. Although I did show up, you know, myself on a date. It was 110 degrees out. And, You know, what shot do you have? <laughs> 110 degrees in COVID sitting out in the sun and looking cute at all. <laughs> Never going to happen. However, <laughs> however, give, you know, outside of physical attraction, I really do think that no matter what, that you really need to mine for authentic conversation and really look for core values that are alignment and humor and fun. And, you know, some of those things it, it, it does take, it takes second and third time. So I love what you're saying. I love that. Yeah,
2: and, and I also say that if somebody doesn't repulse you from the first date, you know, the physical part, and by the way, both men and women from a science standpoint, both men and women, um, You know, value physical attraction. The thing is, is that men put more weight on it. And that's why we attribute physical attraction just to men. And yes, you can see someone and within seconds kind of know whether or not you're going to be physically attracted to them. And I think men put more weight on that. But women are equally, you know, into looks. So let's not discount that. And that's important. But once you get past that, if you go into it thinking, okay, well, for sure, you know, this guy did not repulse me. And uh, this first date, I'm just going to chuck it up to like, yeah, we make superficial conversation or we're just getting to know each other. Or some people really go deep, you know, dig deeper and they go into more of the core values. Then once you know, you're going on that second date, if you know, just open yourself up to that, because I have had clients and a lot of my clients are women who are powerhouse business women, type a personalities. And they're like next, next. And they don't, they won't go on second dates. And I say to them, you know what? You're throwing out a lot of gems <laughs> that have not revealed themselves. No pun intended. I like so it. Go into it <laughs> actually pun intended. But if you're going to go into a situation that way, you're really going to miss out on some incredible guys that you're going to pass up because you have this executive summary kind of
1: attitude. Nope, he didn't impress me the first time. Next, you know, you know, nice way to do I, it. I want to share a real, a real story. It's not even a story. It's it's just a, a validation of what you're saying. 150 years ago, I was a hairstylist. And in that time, I had much more um, women clientele, uh, but I was there for years, over 18 years, I was in the same salon. So I, you know, loved all my female clientele and became, to this day, I'm still good friends with so many of those, you know, women that we've all grown up in life together. But here's a true fact that um, you know, some of that time frame I wasn't married and I was single. And I remember that it wasn't just these good-looking hot guys that would come in that I would be like, oh my God, I can't wait for that person to come in. But it was after authentically with no, you know, no airs connected to it, no emotion connected to it. As a hairstylist, you get to know people like it is all true. I we've got everything over the bartender, hairstylist, they are going to tell you everything. But because of that, I really have the ability to get to know my clients. So what am I really trying to say? Suddenly, suddenly it wasn't just the hot guy that I was excited to come in. It was the gentleman that I got to know that I really peels back their personality that I was like, "Oh my gosh, maybe I'll just go put my lipstick on because I love talking to this person and it stimulated something totally different inside of me that I never forgot to this day, never. And I encourage anyone who's listening in earshot, when you get engaged in a conversation and their confidence exudes from them and they're witty and charming and there's this thriving personality, I'm telling you, and then you add more wit in, I'm like a butter. I mean, and I'm one for like, I really do like that. Physical attraction, you know, the broad shoulders, the beautiful face, but somehow or another, you start adding in, you know, charm and confidence and wit and in- intellectual conversation. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I it's,
2: yeah. that's exactly right. Because that's the thing about attraction is not just the physical. So, okay, yes, you find someone attractive and then he turns out to be a jerk. You're no longer interested in that person, but someone who may not seem immediately attractive. If he's able to be authentic and vulnerable, because that's another area to kind of break it down to how people connect, vulnerability doesn't mean that you're weak, doesn't mean that you talk about what's wrong with you or whatever. It's just being authentic and being okay with like, hey, you know, this is who I am and I'm authentic. And, you know, the reality is, is the, the whole purpose of dating is trying to figure out if this is someone that you can have a long-term relationship with. And therefore, if that person is vulnerable and able to be authentic, then you can get to know that person and realize, oh, wow, this, this is stuff, you know, this is someone I have something in common with, or, you know, we have similar core values. I can see myself being with this person for the long haul. And they're easy to be with. Nine times out of 10, when I ask men, you know, why did you pull the trigger? Why did you want to get a ring for her? Why did you want to get married? If it wasn't a pressure situation, it's usually a guy who says she's easy to be with. And so what does that mean? It's someone who can communicate what, what their needs are without being beating around the bush or making a big deal or like getting angry in order to be able to get the words out. I mean, that kind of stuff is key to having successful relationships. And those were lessons I had to learn over time because you know, a lot of times you're raised to be a people pleaser. And as, as a young girl, at least I was, and submissive or whatever. And then all of a sudden, if you want your needs met and you have kind of gotten to that point where you must have what you want, the only way you can get it out is through anger. And so you're yelling and screaming. And at that point, there's a communication breakdown, right? So this was part of my issue you know, when I first got married and I was married for 17 years, I was very young, I never learned from my mother, which is where most people learn from their parents, right? Because they, they were divorced and so that didn't work out. So I didn't get those lessons there. And certainly you're not going to learn this on, from watching TV and watching uh, relationships on TV because that's fake. So you, you you know look at it as, okay, that's fake. That's what happens on TV. So where do you learn this stuff, right? That's what drove me into this industry because I was like, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what it takes to be in a happy and healthy relationship because I don't want to spend another 17 years of my life with another person and have it be something that didn't work out. So authenticity, being able to communicate your needs without getting emotionally upset or, or not be critical or not be demeaning and just being able to very matter of factly say what you want. I always say, you know, I I mean what I say and I say what I mean and I kid on the square, you know, so I'm always telling you the truth. Even sometimes I'll add a little humor to it, but I'm always being honest. And that was something that took me years to get to that place. And I think that is a key component to successfully connecting with people because then they feel comfortable with you. They're like, okay, this is someone I can trust,
1: right? Because they're they're able to communicate their needs. Excellent. And I have Two points. And every time I have two points, by the time I get through the first one, I'm going to forget the second one. So the second one has to do with matchmaking. So if I forget, you're going to bring me back to it. But the first one, I want to go back to something we were talking about and, you know, how we really need to make sure before we just, you know, cut cut it in half and, you know, dismiss it. I don't want to ever sound like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I shared a story not long ago, and I'm always on social media trying to really deliver these little bite-sized gems as much as I can—a daily gem as much as I possibly can. And I shared a story not long ago that I was, um, you know, set up to just really meet uh, a nice gentleman, and you know, it sounded like there was some good amount of core values that were alignment, and I was really interested. And it happened to be that he had to cancel that night. Okay, that happens. It happens. But then the following week um he's had to cancel again he's like maybe we can figure it out over the weekend and at that point i cut it and said no you know i'm not interested that you know i it, and i told him why i actually sent the text and said listen it's just it doesn't fit into the framework of who i am like two times you canceled and then i really don't see you like banging down the door to make this work like if i had to cancel twice and i was really interested I'd be sending a dozen roses. Like, I'm just saying, I try to do something to fight for it. And the fact that, that this is just, you know, twice, maybe then we'll try to figure it out on the weekend. I do think that's okay. Like I don't need to discover anymore. So I I don't know. I'm anxious to hear how, you know, I want to banter because if you don't agree, then I would say, that's cool. Now we have both sides of people, but I'll tell you, I was totally confident going, no, it's not for me because I never want to lower the standards for myself. So I want to know what your thoughts are on that.
2: Well, a couple of questions first, have you ever met this person or was it just phone conversation?
1: It was the phone, Zoom, text, so on and so forth. So
2: he's not emotionally invested in you yet because he hasn't met you. He doesn't know what incredible woman you are and how beautiful you are and all that good stuff. So Uh, it's very easy for him to cancel. Maybe there's a legitimate reason why he did. And so from my perspective, I would sort of, yeah, I mean, maybe a third time, you'd be like, okay, this, forget it, you know. Uh, But how many stories haven't I heard of married couples that have been together for 25, 30 years, where the woman said, yeah, you know, he canceled, twice. And the third time I almost canceled, I was like, this guy, he's a jerk. I'm just going to go and see what this is all about. And lo and behold, they made it through. I think the um, those kinds of stories of, you know, interesting things happening before they actually meet become a thing. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, hmm, maybe,
1: I, I don't know. I think I would give the guy a shot. Honest to God, so I would give him a listeners, shot. We've got two sides here. I felt comfortable because of the interaction ahead of time. There was enough of the investment. And if I'm going to make the investment, I just felt like I couldn't do it. But to your point, if somebody, as long as what I guess the principle is that I never want someone, there's so many women today who are giving up their self worth and would do anything out of, I'm going to just call it what it is, desperation, that they would just do it. And then by the time you're in, entering into a relationship, You know, your self value is down here and he's, he, or in this could be opposite, could go to either gender, you know, that person that is just calling the shots and doing whatever they want. And to me, I was setting the bar right there. I was like, you know, if you're not, if this is going to twice, you're canceling. And again, there's nothing more in there to fight for it. Like there was nothing left for me to hang on to. So I was, I was comfortable with giving up, but I like your, I like your perspective and the stats and data that show otherwise. You know, I think as long as you're not compromising your core values.
2: I agree. And I also think that you have to be careful when you're in the dating game, not to let ego get in front of your goal, right? So if you, and I don't know what the interaction is, so I'm going to trust your judgment because we are able to discern in, in a weird way, you know, we can read into things and know But sometimes we're reading, really reading into things and letting our ego get in the way of it. So, I mean, it could have been a mishap where, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Boom, that didn't work out. Second time, oh, again, this is crazy. Maybe there's a reason this stuff is happening, but, you know, I, I need to just see it through just to make sure. Now, I cannot expect someone to be emotionally invested in me or to have any kind of commitment to me if he's never met me. Until that person. Now, if some if you meet someone and then all of a sudden they're flaking out, they're ghosting you, they're disappearing, then, yes, absolutely. That's where you have to have certain standards about yourself. But you still have not met that person. And maybe he's like this incredible. And you said someone was trying to set you up. Yeah. it Yes. So there's there, yeah. a lot of stock in that. When people try to be set you up, unlike what most people think that, oh, my God, I hate setups. Sometimes when it's a setup, it's because that person knows both both of you and feels that you two would be a good match. So I would always prioritize somebody trying to set me up because they know me. Now, If if they know a version of you and not fully who
1: you are, then that's a different story. I wrote an article about that, about setups. (laughs) And and if anybody wants the article, we're going to make sure that we give out Arlene's um, contact info. But, you know, I love what you're saying. And, you know, I do, I did feel my instinct served me on this one, but I don't want to diminish anything you're saying because I think it's so important. In fact, so much so, you said something so key where I feel like maybe years ago, and, you know, I don't want to boost my own ego, but, but I'll use that word. I think ego was an obstacle for me. Right. And, and I would say, I hope now there's a much softer, humbler version, although I did just tell you I gave someone the ax. But I think it's so important to highlight. It's almost going back to where I wanted to say, like going back to I wanted to talk about matchmaking, how important that coaching is when we're so emotionally invested and we're looking at it, you know, right here, right in front of us and you don't have the proper coaching or accountability, and you struggle maybe with ego, and maybe that ego is exasperated by fear, or maybe the ego is even exasperated by insecurity, either way, that is why I think matchmaking is so incredibly helpful. And if not just matchmaking, then having a coach to really help guide you through this whole relationship journey. Absolutely. I
2: agree because going back to my 60 year old, she didn't want to go on a second date because he had a little bit of a belly and he also was um, German from Germany and his way of talking had sort of like a staunch kind of, you know, very serious demeanor. He's also a PhD in the pharmaceutical industry. So When you put that all together, you might say, okay, well, this guy, you know, he's a stiff or he's that or whatever. But when I spend time with people, I bring out their authenticity. I get, you know, typically my meetings, my intake meetings are two hours, but they can go beyond the two hours because I want to get to the core of who the person is. And what I saw in him was this playful, boyish quality that was sexy and sweet and so, um, you know, desiring love and connection and all that. And so I saw that, but she couldn't see that on a first date. And I felt that it was gonna be such a disservice. And part of what our conversation was, was, well, let me ask you this. You are a functional medicine doctor. Yes,
1: okay. (laughs) That's awesome. I know where you're at (laughs) it. I said, well,
2: he's a single man. He probably eats a lot of meals on the run. You probably wouldn't even know what a good meal. I mean, he's a PhD in the pharmaceutical industry. Doesn't mean he's very good with the whole, you know, functional medicine doctors. They they use food as medicine. And so she was like, hmm, this was just way too logical for, for her. You know, and I know that she's one of those logical thinkers. So immediately I connected to that side of her and she reframed it to say, wow, okay, you're right. You know, and then my spiritual side came down because when we first started coaching, unfortunately, her mom passed away. And shortly thereafter, this guy walks into my office looking to hire me as a matchmaker. And one of the things that I look for is I'll say, hey, um, what, you know, physically, what does this woman need to look like? If you have pictures or whatever. And there was somebody, I forget, some famous person who was a queen or whatever, a princess or whatever. He brought me this picture of this woman. Lo and behold, I had already thought about her immediately. As soon as he was talking to me, she looked exactly like this woman. Oh my God. (laughs) Manifestation. Right. So I, so when she didn't want to go on the second date, I was like, listen, because I, we had the rapport that I could say something like this. I was like, your mother is working through me. Okay. (laughs) Please allow me to do the work that I'm supposed to be doing and just go out with this guy. I'm not asking you to marry him. I'm just asking you to give him a shot. Okay. Just go on a second date. And then of course we had already reframed this whole, um, you know, conversation about his little belly, big deal. He's almost 60 years old. And then the other part was the way that he communicated. I said, well, this is a cultural thing and it's an accent or whatever, like you have to understand, you know, maybe read the body language more than you do what's coming out of a person's mouth. Because the fact of the matter is is body language is huge. Uh, And that's a whole other podcast that we can get into. But so, so all of that logic, because I could connect to her logical side, she was able to break it down and say, okay, yep, I think, you know, I definitely need to give this guy a shot. And little by little, nine months later, not a baby, but you know, they got married. <laughs> that would have been a whole nother podcast. Oh,
1: yeah, a 60 year old woman has a baby for the first time. <laughs> you know, what I, what I love is that we've just shined the light on something that's so extraordinary that's happening, you know, not, not really well in our world today. I think people are so critical, um, paranoid, uh, there's desperation, there is so much that we look to research yet are we taking the time to really research one, our own mindset? What is that state and story that we're telling ourselves? Like, what are we actually building up in our own selves and how are we getting in our own way? And we're never really taking the time to to really dismantle those limiting beliefs. So I love um, how you just framed everything. I think it was awesome. If you were to just end us out, what would be one or two encouraging steps that you would tell male or female, either one? What would be those last you know, one or two thoughts that you would say, listen, do this. So
2: get connected to yourself. And let me, let me turn this up. Again. So to your question about what is the one thing that I would tell people when they're in this journey of trying to find a right, the right partner is, Connect to yourself and figure out what are your core values? What are the things that are really important to you that you need to be aligned in? Because while, yes, people think that opposites attract, for the long haul, if you don't have those core values in sync, it's usually not going to work. So once you connect within yourself and you understand what you're looking for, then also make sure that you yourself possess that, right? Because a lot of times people will say, Well, I don't want someone who's critical, but they're critical. So it's you're like a magnet. You're always emanating this sort of energy that will attract something similar. So if you're if you don't have confidence and you're insecure and you don't feel worthy, you're going to attract that type of person who's also going to treat you that way, right? So connecting with self, understanding what your deal breakers are. And I I talk more to women about this than anything, because when you jump into relationships and become emotionally invested, and don't take the time to assess whether or not this person has your core values, or uh, does not possess your deal breakers, then you start to start making excuses and say, oh, well, you know, now you're emotionally invested. Now you're physically connected. And your friends will be like, well, I thought you didn't like X, Y, Z. And you're like, well, no, but you know, but this guy, but da-da-da. no, if it's a deal breaker, it's, it's just a that. A deal breaker. That means do not pass go, <laughs> do not collect 200. <laughs> like when you're playing Monopoly, yeah. get out of Dodge because you're going to have years of suffering that are are unnecessary. So um, I guess what I would say is, get to know yourself, understand what you're looking for, and then don't get emotionally invested until you have assessed these qualities. Because once you're drowning in all the hormones that get released, it's going to take you a year to two years to realize, oh my gosh, this is not the right person. And now you've wasted two years of your life. And that that's the science. The science is that once all those hormones start releasing the oxytocin and all the serotonin and every other hormone that goes into uh, falling in love or falling infatuated with someone, you have lost control of your brain, just like if you're a drug addict. And it's going to take you, it could take you two years to come out of that. And even then to detach from a bad relationship or a good, what you think is a good relationship. It's like detoxing from drugs. I mean, this is all physical stuff. This is all legit. So, you know, when you see your girlfriend or or a guy friend saying, you know, I know I should break up with this person, but I can't bring myself to do it is because they're addicted. You literally become addicted to other people, whether it's good or bad, just like drugs, you know, it's bad for you, but you do it anyway. Right. If you're an addict, that's the same thing here. So get to know yourself understand who this person is before you jump in with both feet and then you can go from there.
1: We, what you just said is so important. I want, you know, I ask everybody, could you please rewind and play it again? Because it's that important. And just to give a little more clarity, it's when you're getting to know yourself, understanding what your core values are and recognizing if some of them need some help themselves, right? Like if you know that you have some really a, a critical spirit you need to really have somebody call you out on it and get some coaching around that. You know, if you know that you are a risk taker that could actually, you know, get yourself into, you know, an obstacle or some trouble, you need to really get the right coaching. So I think it's so important to get to know yourself. And then when you make that list, your non-negotiable list, really assess it and make sure that it is real full alignment. And it's not somewhere in fantasy land or Hollywood. So I think what you just said is so important. I know I've, as a single woman, I've only come to the place in the last year, really doing that hard work myself. And um, I've recognized the years that I've lost and been in hardship because I didn't do that kind of work. So again, I listeners, I hope that you're really absorbing some of this because it's profound and you, you know, you could pay hundreds to just hear this. So I'm so grateful for you. So the last thing I would say is how do listeners get in touch with you? I know that you have a, you know, a couple of projects you're working on that are lighting you up right now. Um, you know, so what are you working on and how do people get in touch with you?
2: Well, if you're interested in, uh, in the coaching, which is where, you know, it's dear, dear to my heart, because I really think that that's a key component to really starting your journey. Um, you can go to my coaching website, which is getrealgetlove.com. And if you're interested in, in matchmaking, um, you can go to abconnections.com. A B C O N N E X. There's an X I O N S.com. We'll put it in the comments to make yeah. sure. Yeah. So definitely take a look at your belief system Always spring clean your belief system. Remember, we're a work in progress until the day we die. So the, what you believe today might serve your current goals, but it may not be the long-term goals. So every year, just like you spring clean your closet, you should spring clean your belief system. And having help help guiding you through that, through a coach, I think it's a great way to do it because we, do, we all have blind spots. I have coaches. Um, I think it's really important to get that guidance or
1: mentorship Uh, To really be successful, yeah, so well said. There's so much I'm stealing. I love the whole spring clean your your attitude and spring clean your core values. Spring clean it all. You know, Arlene, you have been a gift, uh, a true gem. I'm so grateful for you. You've really you've brought forth more than I expected. You gave uh, a lot for all of us to really scratch our head, think about, look in the mirror, and self reflect. So I'm so grateful for you. Thank you again, and I am sure we're going to connect again real soon. You have a great day. Thank you so much for having me and
0: cheers to love. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion. So please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your
1: soulmate.